Welcome to Rama for Today. The reason that uh, there is so much failure in the church, and you understand when I talk about the church, use the term the church, I'm talking about as a whole, overall, uh, what we call the church. You know, church people, in other words. Whether they're really saved or not, you know, they're church people. And there is so much failure. And there is uh, so many that are not successful. Successful in life? Successful in Christian living? Well, there's a reason for it. You know, the main reason is that the church as a whole has not had the right diet. Welcome to Rama for Today. This week, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagen starts another classic series from the Rama Archives Vault entitled Keys to Successful Christian Living. Stay tuned for this powerful teaching. Later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen for today's message. Let's begin this morning with a text found in Joshua, the first chapter, the eighth verse. A verse that I know that you are very well familiar with. I tell people all the time, you know, that I'm familiar with T-bone steaks. I've eaten a good many of them, but I never turn one down. The Word of God's like that. It's always good, isn't it? So let's go back and chew, hallelujah, on the good Word of God. Here in Joshua, the first chapter, the eighth verse, God said to Joshua at the very outset of his ministry, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Paraphrasing that in our language today to fit us, we would say this word of God, this book, the Bible, praise God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Now you know uh, the, the word of God, the law of God, wasn't just given to Joshua. And so this didn't just fit him, even though God said it to him, because it would work for anyone who would do it. Now then, God evidently then wanted him to have good success, didn't he? And to be prosperous. Or he wouldn't have told him how to get it. Amen. If you didn't want somebody to come to your house, you wouldn't be out to tell him how to get there. Amen. And so if God didn't want you to be in prosperity and have good success, he wouldn't tell you how to get there. But you know, he gives explicit directions, doesn't he? I mean, no, no, no need to deviate and say, well, I lost my way somewhere here because this is so plain. I thought about a story I heard one time a Baptist minister preaching on the radio. He's talking about uh, there in Isaiah where Isaiah prophesied about uh, the, the salvation, the plan of salvation. And, and he went on to say that even a, a fool shall not err therein. And so this minister said in their hometown, his, or, or town where he pastored, there was a fellow that uh, just stood around on the streets. Actually, he was a, what they call a half-wit. You know, he's just not all there. 
and he'd go along down the street murmuring, and he said, I, I thought about it. I'd seen him in church several times. Wasn't a member of my church, but he had been in the services. He said, one day I was walking along behind him on the street, and, and just happened to be thinking about that scripture, about it's so plain and so on that even a fool not air therein. And, and the fellow's going along just sort of murmuring to himself, you know. And, and he said, I just called him my name. He stopped and I said, uh, do you know the way to heaven? Yeah, he said, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Savior and said, I'm going to heaven when I die. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, he might not have known much else, but thank God that's the most important thing. He's a way ahead of the professor, wasn't he? Amen. That didn't know that. He's a way ahead of, uh, of the theologian that doesn't know that. He's a way ahead of the educator that doesn't know that. That's the most important thing in all the world to know. Well, thank God the way to prosperity and the way to success is given to us in the Bible. And it'll work for every single one of us. Praise God. And then thou shalt have good success. I like another translation that said, uh, thou shalt be able to deal wisely in the affairs of life. Well, if you couldn't deal wisely in the affairs of life, you couldn't have good success, could you? So saying it either way is saying the same thing. The reason that uh, there is so much failure in the church and you understand when I talk about the church, use the term the church, I'm talking about as a whole, overall, uh, what we call the church. You know, church people, in other words. Whether they're really saved or not, you know, they're church people. And there is so much failure. And there is uh, so many that are not successful. Successful in life? Successful in Christian living? Well, there's a reason for it. You know, the main reason is that the church as a whole has not had the right diet. You know, a lot of times if a person has, is not in good health and have not enjoyed good health, many times the reason is naturally they haven't been on the right diet. And the right diet means all, uh, means everything. All the difference in the world, doesn't it? Did you know, spiritually speaking, the same thing's true? And so the church as a whole ha has been very strong in teaching man his need of righteousness and teaching man his weaknesses and teaching man his inability and, uh, and so on. But the church as a whole has failed greatly to really feed people on the Word of God and to teach them who they are in Christ Jesus and teach them their rights and privileges and teach them how faith can be obtained and teach them how to be successful. Walk in the light of God's eternal word. So much of the time, the songs that we've sung, we don't sing them in churches like this, but in times past, even in full gospel, Pentecostal circles, the songs that have been sung are, are songs of failure and songs of doubt. So like John Alexander Dowie said, said most of our hymns are embalmed with unbelief. 
and we've sung them so long, you see, until they've registered on our spirit. We think they're so, and they're not necessarily true. Did you ever notice in so many of the hymns that we sing, you know, and I understand I'm talking about the church at large, so many of the hymns really put redemption off till after death. But thank God I'm redeemed now. Now I know my body's not redeemed yet, but I said I am. You see, the man on the inside is the real you. And he's already a new creature in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And then one of these days, I am going to have a new body. Praise God. And, and, and so many of the songs that we sing, you know, I'm going to have rest when I get to heaven. When I hear him singing those songs, sometimes I always think about rest now. You know, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll make it worse for you. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? I'll burden you down even more. No. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will do what? Do what? Give you rest. I like the next verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I just wonder the way some folks act and talk, just what they're yoked up with. <laughs> Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest. Yes, thank God we don't have to wait till we get to heaven to find rest. There's rest now in Jesus. And then you know even the Word of God teaches that we can go beyond even finding the rest that there is in Jesus by, by being yoked up to Him. The Bible teaches us that there is a rest and a refreshing in speaking with other tongues. You remember Isaiah prophesied, For with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak unto this people. Now notice what he said. And this is the rest wherewith the weary shall rest. This is the refreshing Oh, hallelujah, you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to enjoy the rest. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to enjoy the refreshing. Now, there's something else about that. Let's go back just a moment. The Holy Spirit brought something else up here. Uh, there, there in, uh, that was Matthew 11, 28 that we were quoting, 29 a while ago, where Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he said, Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now you need to, the Bible differentiates, you need to differentiate between your spirit and your soul. Your soul is your intellect and the emotional part of your being. Now so many Christians, you see, don't have rest. Now they've got rest in their hearts, but their minds in a turmoil. Their emotional beings all tore up. But you see, take my yoke upon you. Now notice what he said. And learn. You notice that? Learn how you're going to find rest. See, come unto me, all you that labor and have laden, and I'll give you rest. See, you'll have rest in your heart and in your spirit by coming to Jesus. But then notice what he said. Take my yoke upon you and learn. You're listening to Rhema for Today. 
Now, let's join Kenneth Hagen and Lynette Hagen. We have an awesome product offer this month. Yes. Um, your book, Built to Last, yeah. it's about relationships. Yeah, it's how to build strong, lasting relationships with God, family, and friends. I taught, I don't know, there's 11 chapters in there. I think I taught 11 lessons mm -hmm. at the church. One of them is we need other people. Relationships are a top priority for believers. Yes. Then I talked about the elements of a healthy relationship, the, the marriage relationship, talked about our covenant relationship with God, the value of friendships is another one. The last one is mending broken fences. That is mending yes. broken relationships. That's right. I personally think this is a great book. It's called Built to Last. And then your book along yes. the way, building a legacy that changes lives. That's right. You know, uh, all of us are building a legacy every day. Yeah. We're making history. Who's watching us and what kind of legacy are we leaving yeah. in our life? Right. And of course, in relationships, guess what? You got to have the love walk. The love walk. Yeah. And who better to talk about the love walk than your dad? This oh, is yeah. one CD. That was one of his qualities. In yes. fact, at his memorial service, people that talk talked about the way he loved people more than they did anything else. Yes. So all of this is... Normally $30.90, but guess what? We're offering it for a savings of $10.95 for $19.95. That right. is a good deal. Don't delay. Call today toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his life-giving message entitled, Keys to Successful Christian Living, here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.